This is a Fubar Radio podcast. Go to fubarradio.com for more details. Callum McSwiggan on Fubar Radio. Callum McSwiggan on Fubar Radio. Hello and welcome back to the Callum McSwiggan Show. This week I am joined by my wonderful friend. It is sex expert Joe. Hi Callum. Hi everyone. How are you doing Joe? Yeah, ace thank you mate. Thank you for having me on. Of course. I've been waiting. You've been on air for what? Too long without inviting me. Uh, there's been two shows, Joe. You're it's, in the third it's been show. Long enough. Calm yourself. So Joe and I have an amazing relationship, I think. It yeah. started out, we were actually not colleagues, but we worked together in... It began very professionally. For, for considering how it is now yeah um and maybe that's what helps maybe having that sort of that boardroom tension is what got us started um a little bit yeah. of do you want to tell the story or shall i uh, i, I want to hear your take on the story okay so um so i i work uh, my day to job day to day is in pr and uh years ago we're talking like four years now are we mm-hmm. ages ago yeah, i've been friends a long time um i was uh brought onto an account and uh i am pretty sure my boss <laughs> knew what he was doing because he he did say you know if you if you turned up the flirty flirt then we might re- uh, retain this client a little bit longer because they googled me in advance is what they did they yeah. put my name into yeah. google and up i came gay as anything <laughs> And so they basically <laughs> prostituted out Joe, essentially. I think and, and this, I mean, <laughs> it, that's pretty much how I've made my living so far. But yeah, that's exactly what happened. And then we met and we got on and we but we only met initially in in work environments. Right. So it yeah. was there was there was there was glances of I know what you're thinking. <laughs> if there was anything rude, any, any like double entendres or anything, we were we, we were, were both, on it. We were on it. And then and then one day in um, I think heaven, you just came up to me out of nowhere Oh, we're and going here. I thought yeah. we were going to no, miss no, no. this bit out of the story. Okay, I mean, well, this, this is the next level. <laughs> this is this is exactly what happened. This is an insight into how Callum makes friends. <laughs> he came over and tried to stick his tongue down my throat. Well, you say tried. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now. Um, yeah, so I, I feverishly pushed, pushed you off. Yeah, you did. Um, and yeah, and we've just remained friends ever since. And then you've been doing videos uh, for years, and I wanted to get in on that, so I jumped on board and we... We created some really fun games. We did. Some of the best videos on my channel are with Joe. He has been my little sex expert. And <laughs> so the background to that, by the way, <laughs> is um, is actually I've actually been published. It, it, I mean, I'm, this is like Lucy talking, but and I've also done it under pseudonyms. So you won't find all of my work because I've I've, I've done a lot out there. <laughs> um, but first of all, a little insight into the sort of sex and educa- uh, sex education writing world. It helps to be a woman, you know. Mm, it's interesting. Re- it's a lot harder to be a man. Uh, it's a woman's world, um, and so I, there are a few pieces out there under under pseudonyms that you wouldn't know is actually me. Are you allowed to talk about the chair? The chair. The chair. The special chair. Um. Wait. The wait. special chair. I, I'm going to type something. And you're going to tell me if. <laughs> do you mean that? Yes, I oh, do. Okay, yeah, fine. Can you talk about that? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> um, I th- I mean, this was this is actually professional work though. Um, so I, um, as as for one of my clients, was a, a sex toy company. Um, back in the day as well and we created a story which is still getting coverage today that's amazing it's incredible it's t- like two years old now um, and uh, the brief was the client had so it's a sex toy company they had accidentally bought um, like 10,000 black dildos <laughs> they're eight and a half inches but they're dead accidentally no you know that you know that thing when you you see something you want online and then you see like oh oh there's a version there that's basically the same but it's like half the price what's the harm let's get that one instead 
So they'd done that, and then when they came, they found that they'd come from China with this massive, like, metal rod in the middle of them. Okay. Which, was, which like, isn't safe. Is it safe? Absolutely not safe. Yeah. No, because if you, like, bent the, the dildo, it would, like, poke through. Oh, God. So, like, it could theoretically have gone straight through you. And, yeah, caused a lot of injury. That's not yeah. good. No, so what do you want not. from a dildo? <laughs> no. So, <laughs> so, what, so they came to us and said, do something with these. And we were like... Oh my god, this is like the dream brief. <laughs> like we've got ten thousand eight and a half inch black dildos and there are no limits. We can do whatever we want with them. Um, so what did you do with so them, Joe? Well, after a few ideas, we, we thought this was this was like a couple of years ago, like this was when Game of Thrones was like peak cool new T V program. Sure. Coming back on TV. And so we were like, let's make the throne. Let's build the throne <laughs> out of eight and a half inch black dildos. Um, I'm sure we can get a photo of it and probably put it on the Twitter or something. Yeah, people absolutely. Wanna, I will tweet that out in a little while. There's, there were stories, or you can just Google it if you're if you're on your on your um, on a connected device. Um, I, I actually told producer Lissy this story um, <laughs> just before you, we came on air, and she was like, "Oh my god, he's the person that did the chair!" Like yes. everyone knows about the dildo throne. No, I know. I went out <laughs> that night and was like, "Did anyone see that?" And everyone was like, "Yeah, yeah saw yeah. Buzzfeed or sort of Metro." I was like, "That's what I do. That's what I do as my day job. Make dildo thrones." That's it. Yeah, I've not I've not had a better day in work since. Well, Joe, one of the one of the reasons I wanted to bring you onto the show was because on this show we react to people's sex confessions live. Uh-huh. Sounds familiar. Yeah, it does sound familiar. So this is actually something Joe and I have done on my YouTube channel many, many times. It was actually Joe's idea to do this. Yeah. And yeah, it's kind of his baby, so I wanted to bring him onto the show so that That's we can sweet. do that together live on air. And so, it's so much fun. It is. It oh is the God. best fun. Our videos, I've just I watch them back now and I just cannot stop laughing. Yeah, because like, wasn't it? It must have been like three years ago we did our first video together. We're like babies it in was. that video. And you that haven't was... got facial hair. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yeah, and and that was our friends that were giving us their sex confessions. Sex confessions. So I want to hear your guys' sex confessions now. Do you know where to tell them to email them, Joe? Um, Callum at foobarradio.com, perhaps? That is correct. Yeah, email Callum them with in. one L. They will all be anonymous, um, unless you particularly do want us to read your name out on air and then just let us know. But otherwise, they will be anonymous, so don't worry about us giving away can your we, identity. Can, can I make a suggestion? A quick, yes. build, on the yes. quick build on this? Yes. Um, do you remember one time we played this and we took them from an app and the app gave people like a pseudonym name that was like an animal? And a personality, so like, it was like cheeky an- badger, annoying cheater. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can, can you, if you're going to send in a sex confession, can you sign it off with, a, 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 yeah, a nickname for yourself <laughs> that is both an animal and a personality? Brilliant, I love it. Sorry, please do do that. If, if that's not too complicated, please do do that. Okay, shall we have some music, Joe? Yes. And then we are going to jump into news. You never feel happy. That was some cool music, Joe. Good choice. Oh, thank you. I'm a, I'm a fan. Okay, so we are going to be doing some LGBT plus news. And I thought this week the theme would be the same-sex marriage referendum in mm. Australia. Because that is going on right now. People are putting in their votes. People are doing their postal votes. Mm-hmm. And it's a big moment in history, I think. We had Ireland a couple of years ago. And hopefully, um, if enough people vote yes, um, it- we will get same-sex marriage in Australia it feels unbelievable that it might not be a yes considering there are so many western countries now that have proven that you know the the walls don't come crashing down sure. that it's really it's really um, it, it's such a moment of 
um, acceptance that I, I mean I like I love the moment that Ireland got when they got a vote yeah I kind of like that obviously you know you kind of feel sorry because there will be people that maybe would have would have passed away in between then in between you know if it had just passed through parliament uh, yeah. or their, their government um, then so you feel sorry for them but hopefully it will be a yes and it'll be a super positive uh, thing for everyone in that country I really really hope so I think I think what I found a little bit scary about it was that the last time I was kind of looking at the polls um, I was looking at it a dropped. graph where it was showing yeah. that you know more and more people were, were voting yes and it was growing and growing and growing and then suddenly it dropped yeah. and although there is the polls are still pointing towards the yes vote it's tightening though isn't it's it it's tightening and it's getting closer and closer and closer and I think we saw that happen with Brexit mm. um so yeah it it is a little bit scary and I feel like you know anyone listening to this show I feel like is going to be very pro LGBT plus and you know so if there is anyone in Australia please do make sure that you do vote yes but I think that goes mm. without saying I would be really surprised if no voters were listening to this show <laughs> you're in the wrong room <laughs> okay so the first news story I have for us today is that some of the postal votes have been coming through with rude words in the barcodes. So when hap- in, order to, in order to make uh, sure all the postal votes are unique, they're all given a bar- barcode, which is mm. generated with random numbers and letters. Oh, I see. So there's one that has gone viral, and oh, it no. has bum sex. Oh, brilliant. In capital letters, right there on the barcode, which... Apt. Apt. And, I, and I'm really happy that the person who actually received this one and tweeted it out was very pro-LGBT+. Yes. Because... <laughs> you wouldn't believe it if you couldn't write it, could you? You couldn't. And they've actually... Um, the, the government or whoever it is that issues these out has actually issued an apology. And I don't think that's something they should be apologising for. Like, <laughs> who is honestly offended by that? I think. The whole point of this vote is that we don't need to apologise for bum sex. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, Joe. So, yeah, I think that's, I think that's quite a fun little thing um also there has been so this isn't necessarily directly to do with the vote happening in australia right now basically there was a school in australia and they decided to do a fundraiser and this fundraiser was the idea was that boys would wear dresses Mm -hmm. to school to raise money now they weren't actually trying to promote a lgbt plus message they were actually trying to um raise money for I think it was women's rights. Uh, I've lost my information. Mm-hmm. I think they were trying to raise money for something that wasn't actually to do with LGBT plus. Yeah. And which, you know, is quite a, it's just a wonderful thing. And then an Australian politician, Senator Cory Bernardi, came in on Twitter and tried to defame the whole thing, saying... One school in SA, which I assume is the area, now has wear a dress day. This gender morphing is really getting absurd. Hashtag Ozpol. So he's actually made this about the, he's connecting the referendum. Two. And he's yeah. actually connected it to LGBT plus issues, where as actually all it was was a bit of fancy dress. It was, yeah. you know, encouraging the boys to wear a dress to school yeah. for a bit of fun and to raise money for a wonderful cause. And this politician has well, what tried to show, twist that. Does that show they're scraping the, the barrel here? I think so, and I think I think this is the the problem with a lot of the no campaigns is that they're really trying to twist things, yeah. and they will take anything out of context yeah. if it gives them a bit of leverage to yeah. dis- disparage the yes campaign. 
Yeah, it's, it's 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 awful. I remember seeing um, the it, Australian government's really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember seeing the the video about um, how in New Zealand they passed it. This went viral quite recently. Yeah, how and they just they took it with a bit of sense of humour and just came in and it was it was like a, not even a, an afterthought. It was this has to happen, um, and it, it's strange that Australia, a, a sort of such a developed country, is still having to having to do stuff like this. Has people in its country that behave in this way? It's it's worrying, but I think it is such a generational thing. Um, I know there will be older listeners that um, that, are, that are with us today that are, um, you know, totally in support of of, of all LGBT issues. Um, but I really strongly feel that in in sort of thirty years, it'll be one of those things we look back on, like we do like race issues. Um, obviously, that's still it's still an issue, and it's and it's coming to the forefront again. Um, but in the sort of the segregation ways that you would just you'd balk at the concept of that happening today. Yeah, I think what I think what really baffles me about the whole thing is that you have countries like Australia, and surely they they can clearly see the Yes campaigns winning in other places in the world, like mm. Ireland, for instance, and. They can see equality happening for LGBT plus people around the world. And I just can't understand how they can see that kind of progress happening around the world and still be rooted in their ways and not see the positive results. They're coming out with all these ideas like um, if same-sex marriage is legalized, that will encourage people, that will encourage gay men to prey on children. These are the kinds of arguments they're using against the campaign. And yet they can see other countries where same-sex marriage has been yeah, legalized totally. and they use the same arguments here and yes. they failed but i think whenever there's progress there's always going to be a certain level of backlash yes and we've seen it sort of in america and we've obviously it hasn't quite turned into something um actually permanent in, in, a, in a obviously gladly speaking um but it, it could well be that australia is the case where it's the sort of the the nation actually feels like other countries have moved too quickly and it yeah. has to come back a little bit which would be frightening i think it would it would be frightening, and obviously that would be a devastating blow. But I, I I think in some ways it could be a potential. Not that obviously I don't want it to happen, but it could be a wake up call. I think for some people out there to the, kind of realise there's that still so much left to do. There is so much that yeah. needs to be done. Um, but this story um, isn't all bad because basically after this politi- this Australian politician got involved and tried to completely mm. tear apart what these school essentially school children were trying to raise money, he tried to tear that apart. And a comedian by the name of Josh Thomas mm-hmm. um, actually saw this and got involved, and he then retweeted it and completely pulled apart this guy's argument. Just pointed out these are school children trying to raise money for a wonderful cause. Yes, I love it's, it when someone gets dragged on Twitter. I know it's, li- it's literally so my wrong. favorite thing, and it's just tweet after tweet after tweet, and you're like, yes, retweet, retweet. And that's exactly what happened here. Um, <laughs> and this comedian also said that he would donate a thousand pounds, a thousand dollars of his own money to this fundraising campaign amazing and then this also kind of it went viral it took off more and more people started donating and in the first day they were just trying to raise $900 and they actually broke over 11,000 wow well that shows you and now people my favourite thing about this whole story is that this essentially homophobic politician who originally tried to drag this campaign um, people are now writing to him to thank him they're oh, saying, for the oh, donations. thank you, thank you so much for promoting oh, this yes. message, and I and I and I and I just love that. I think that's great. Yeah, it's the the Santorum rule. You the know, Santorum take, rule. Yeah, you know Rick Santorum. I, I don't. I feel like I should. Oh, oh okay. I'm sorry. Is no, it, if I, give me a second to get the whole backstory, and I'll and I'll recite this to you. Okay, I'm very very intrigued by this. So is he a politician? He's an American mean? politician, right? And um, he was. Um, he was very, very much anti-LGBT. Okay. Um, and um, uh, hold on. And so in this was in May 2013. Uh, Dan Savage, who's a sex uh, columnist and LGBT rights activist, um, created a name for 
the oh my god, I can't believe I'm saying this. Um, you know the frothy mixture of lube and fecal matter that's oh, sometimes produced yes. by the byproduct of anal sex. This is Google. This is Wikipedia talking, <laughs> not me. Um, and they named that Santorum in honor of him. And oh, he was hugely I... anti-LGBT. So taking someone who's um, you know got incredibly anti-LGBT views and then turning their name, making them the hero the... of the situation. I just I love it. Absolutely love that. And I did see that at the time. And also Santorum, it kind of it works. It works. It shouldn't. Like, I mean, it doesn't need a name Santorum all over the bed sheets (laughs) (laughs) all right the next thing on um, the same-sex marriage vote in Australia is that there is some concerns over people kind of doing bad things and so basically um, one Australian mother found a whole bunch of the postal votes in Mm -hmm. her back garden and just quickly do you know why it's a postal vote it uh, seems so archaic. I feel like I should know the answer to that, but I don't. I think it's to try and encourage as many people to vote as possible because people perhaps don't get out of the house. They don't go and fair. vote. Yeah, fair point. Um, I feel like it's probably to give as many people the opportunity to vote as possible. But it, it does seem a little archaic, yeah. especially when it comes to, you know, things like people there being foul play. So yeah. in this situation, they've suspected that perhaps a postal worker or somebody from the neighborhood has maybe tampered with the votes, stolen the votes, taken away people's opportunities to vote. Um, Australia have come back and said that they are 100% confident that there isn't any foul play going on, Mm -hmm. but it does sound a little bit suspect. So it's kind of, I guess, a potentially scary situation if people are resorting to foul play in order to get the no vote through. Mm. Um, But I would hope... You, I mean, you've got to have faith in the system. Yeah, if it doesn't work, the whole thing falls apart. So you've just got to believe that it's it's fair and accurate representation. If it's super super close, then you I don't know, then it becomes a real issue. But hopefully, it's going to be a, a a win, a clear win. I think I, I think as well. Hopefully, if it is really really close, would they be able to call a second referendum? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know Australian rules enough, but you'd, you'd certainly hope so if it's if it's that close. You'd certainly hope it would happen. But it won't be, surely not. <laughs> I, I, I'm really, really hoping that it is going to be um, a positive one. Have you heard Tim Minchin's song about about this? I, about the same-sex marriage vote? Yeah. No, he's done a song about he this? He has, Has yeah. he? Yeah. Oh, because he's Australian, obviously. He's Australian, yeah. Oh, I love Tim Minchin. It, I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Like, if um, if Tim Minchin has an opinion, then I'm pretty much going to side with it. yeah. Absolutely. Um, Okay, I've got some information here. If the postal vote delivers a majority yes result, the government will allow a private member's bill to be introduced to the House in the final sitting fortnight of the year. So so if there's a yes vote, it still then needs to go to Parliament to actually pass it into law, Yes, it would seem so, but I I feel like they're not going to go against what the public have said. No, Um, no, it's like Brexit. You can't really... The public, the people have spoken, and it, you'd have to be really staunchly against something and, and put your career on the line to, to vote against that. Yeah, absolutely. And then, it, and then this also says if the postal vote delivers a majority no result, that the prime minister will it will, no bill will go ahead and no nothing will go through to parliament. And it's the fifteenth of November that the results are in, right? We, yeah, which is really, really, really soon. It's, but it's a long vote though because they've started accepting postal votes. Yeah, and I think, but I do think it's a good thing to. To give kind of have a longer time, yeah. process to get to make sure that people are involved. Um, the last, the, I'm going to leave 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 our little news section on a high note, Joe. Yeah, because this this melted my little heart, and I don't know if it's just because I'm particularly emotional today or what it is. But um, when I read this earlier, I did. I were got, you emotional because I was coming on. Well, you know, I love you, and I don't get to see you that often. Um, 
So basically, there has been obviously a lot of people campaigning um, for the yes vote in Australia. There's been, you know, an awful lot of people out there saying, you know, doing things like writing things in the sky against this. But there's also been an awful lot of people doing positive things towards the the yes campaign. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's getting enough coverage. So when this, I I just love it. Basically, a 12-year-old boy went out and and campaigned and Mm -hmm. he identified as gay himself. And he had a little placard, and the placard says, All I want is the right to marry Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> You've got five years until I'm 18, Australia. Oh, my God. You relatable. Too, I absolutely love it. And that's actually in response to Chris Hemsworth being very outspoken um, towards the Yes campaign and showing Great. his support for it. Good lad. And this little boy. But what I, what my f- absolute favorite thing about this is that this guy is 12 years old, and... This is what he said about the same-sex marriage vote. Mm -hmm. Marriage is about love and commitment, and in a country based on equal citizenship, it should be available to everyone. Um, All I want is the the right to marry Chris Hemsworth. You've got five years until I'm 18 years old, Australia. Um, And then he went on to say... I know I'm not actually... So this is the bit where I think he shows a sign of maturity. He says, I know that I'm not actually going to marry Chris Hemsworth. It was a fun sign to draw attention to a serious matter. I have LGBTI friends and family and think they should be able to marry if they choose to. I march for human rights. It's a matter extremely close to my heart. It's frustrating that the government hasn't made the decision themselves and the LGBTI community is now exposed to nasty comments that question our existence. Mm. I march for the people who couldn't. That coming from a 12-year-old boy, I think is incredibly powerful. I, I always find it amazing how the already the, the, the people that are like a decade behind us in terms yeah. of their age group uh, are already so much, so far braver than I ever was, yeah. certainly growing up at that age. Um, I even think of my school. I was not out at school. I, there was only one guy in my, in my school I was aware of that was out. And um, I, when I go back home to my town now and I hear about the kids that I remember being really young that are, that are already out in school, and I'm like, oh, man, fair play to them. Yeah. Like, but that's also, I, I, I take a bit of pride in the fact that we're creating an environment, as a, and I say we as a whole society, where that's more acceptable and, and, and it's doable, it's achievable. It's for someone to feel comfortable in that way. Um, it, it starts at home, it starts with the immediate family, but it, it extends far wider, and the more representations they see, the more positive representations and the more um, affirmation they get, get from things like this folk whether it's at home or it's abroad it's it's essential and it's and it just means that we can live normally like without without a weird thought in the back of our mind yeah um that the best best advert i've seen from the australian uh, plebiscite stuff has been this there's one about a whole tight i don't know if you've seen it the i think it was like a tv company did it the whole tight which was about um, holding hands yeah and how you, you do and i still do this in london now um, or pretty much anywhere i go but even london a super forward-thinking city i still if i'm with my partner would would if we were i mean barely had that much pda anyway but if we were holding hands we would totally probably if, if we're in a crowded or any room or any any public space like stop holding hands yeah and it's and it's really sad and I, and, and I think it's something that a lot of kind of um straight people out there don't actually realize what There's, a big yeah they can't thing. relate to that they can't relate to it and, th- and this isn't an attack against those people Not it's just that i i completely understand that they can't relate to that feeling mm. of just wanting to hold your partner's hand and being afraid of it like I would say I'm not afraid enough mm. in most situations to let go. In most situations, I will still hold that person's hand. But mm. there, there have been, even recently, when I've been out with the guy I'm dating yeah. and I've been holding his hand and, you know, we've walked, it's, it's been late at night, you've walked past a, a group of yeah. lads or something, 
you immediately let go. And totally. And I need to apologize to any gay couple that I see holding hands because I stare. Because I I'm stare like, as well. Because I'm, I'm like, like yes, oh my god, gays. Yes. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. But then I'm like, oh my god, I'm staring. They think that I'm now aggressive, like the aggressor. And I try and then overly smile. Then uh, it, yeah. Then and it invited me back, and it's really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, it, 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 this whole yeah, it's a it's a beautiful thing. I love everything that's happening, all the positive stuff that's mm. happening in Australia. Hold tight, now. Australia. It's going to be good. Hold tight, Australia, and I've got a little song by Australia's princess, Kylie. Kylie. Hey. Fubar Radio presents. Harriet Rose with Nossa. Mabel, how's it going? I feel like there is a certain responsibility, like as much as I just want to have fun and make songs that me and my friends can dance to, I feel like I do have a responsibility to tell young women to like not get lost in relationships and to always put yourself first. I love love, I love falling in love, but that it's really important to make sure that you're in the driving seat and that somebody's not just using you. The women that I grew up listening to taught me so much, Lauren Hill and Beyonce, about being an independent woman and like being strong and taking care of me and I think that is an important message to send. Every Thursday Harriet Rose with Nossa from 4pm FUBAR Radio Alright we're going to play a game Love games. So that was, I feel like that section we just had was pretty intense. It was kind of serious. We could do with some decompression. Yeah so this is one of my favourite games of the show. You've not actually been briefed on this have you Joe? On this game we're about to play. No, no idea. Well, um, we're going to definitely throw you in the deep end here. So, this is called Sexy Talk Game. Sexy Talk Game. It's a very, very genius name we came up with there. Mm -hmm. Um, And in this game, we have been given three words. And these are on pieces of paper. paper Don't look at them yet. Okay. Um, And we are going to pretend to have phone sex. So, I'm going to call you up, Joe. Yep. And we're going to what? <laughs> You're like, did I hear that correctly? Double take We're going to pretend to have phone sex. Right. <laughs> is anyone actually listening to this or is this just a, is this a deploy this for you? This is to... just a ploy okay. for me to get into Joe's pants, as always. Uh, so you have to try and sneak your three words into oh. our phone sex conversation. Can I not? Can I not look directly at you whilst I do this? No, you have to look me oh, in the eye God. for the whole thing. You okay. have to commit. This okay. is method acting, Joe. Okay, I'm on. So I've got some sexy music, and then I'm going to give you a call. Oh, okay. Do you understand the rules? I understand the rules now. Last week I did not explain the rules properly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, time for the sexy music. Okay. Okay, Joe, I'm calling you. Okay. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. Oh, hello. Hello, Joe. Oh, hi there. How are you doing? Um, great, thank you. I've been waiting for you to call. Well, I've, you know, I've been thinking about you for a long time now, and, you know, all those meetings in the boardroom where I'm just staring at you across the room and, and thinking all these terrible, terrible thoughts. I mean, that's your thoughts in a nutshell, but let's skip to the chase. Okay, well, you know, I've always been into this thing, and it's... Do you know the Notting Hill Carnival? Uh, Yes. I've always had this fantasy about having sex out in the Notting Hill Carnival. Right. And, you know, just listening to the rhythm of the music uh-huh. and really vibing off each other. Carnival. Just, yeah, exactly. Would that be something you'd be into? Um, I mean, sure, if no one found out. Although, I guess if I'm there, I'm a massive gossip, so who knows? Who would you tell, Joe? Um, everyone. Um, I, uh... uh 
Camel. Camel? Yeah. Who? Camel, my friend Camel. It's a nickname, Camel. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't want you to throw... Was, was that subtle? No. I did not understand what that reference no. was. Well, you know, I, d- I wouldn't want to throw off the balance of our friendship, Joe. Okay. Um, Tell me more about our friendship. Well, there's this day coming up, and it's yeah. National Talk Like a Pirate Day. Oh. So I was thinking maybe you could come over then, and maybe you could make me walk the plank. Uh-huh. Would you like that? Uh-huh. Yeah? Do you like that? Yeah. <laughs> I hate this game. Oh. This is... How did you do? I think I... I spotted your words. Okay, tell me what you think my words were. Okay. Um, there was carnival. No. Oh, carnival no. Carnival was not in there. Oh, it's no. really, it's a really hard game. It is. And I get so uncomfortable looking at you <laughs> while saying these horrible... Mine was, I think one of mine was quite obvious. Um, sh- shell. Nutshell. Oh, you got that. Nutshell. Oh, that was the one I thought I'd, I'd done the best sort of contextual, and contextual reference. And was camel one of your words? Yeah, camel was one of my words. God damn it, that the, was... <laughs> your friend camel. Well, yeah, because how do you get camel into a sentence? I was trying to think of like a... a... You, we could have had like some oh, like fantasy gone... night in Arabia. We could have gone exploring through the desert. There's plenty of things we could have done Could have gone for my humps, my humps. Yeah, your lovely lady humps. I ain't a camel. Right. Exactly. So, do you know what my words were? Uh, Rhythm was one of them, which was oh. the Notting Hill Carnival tie-in. Oh, nice. See, yeah. Notting Hill was a good red herring there. Yeah, like to throw you off. Balance, the balance of our friendship. Yours were easy. No, they were tricky. And then pirate. P- oh, yeah, pirate National talk like a pirate day is that's coming up. That's a true thing. I know, that's a true it's thing. It's a real it's thing. It's a big annual holiday for me. And I think it's, there's a certain, I, I think it might be Chipotle. One, there is a restaurant where if you go in and you do talk like a pirate, they will give you a free burrito. That I is, think it's Chipotle. Oh, I work in PR and that is just brilliant, isn't, isn't it? it? You don't need to do any more than that if you're in PR. That is it. I would. National I would, holiday. I would go as far as saying that that is better than a dildo thing. <gasps> Do not you dare. <laughs> Do, Do not, not you, you dare. dare. <laughs> That's my career highlight you're messing with right there. All right, we've had some lovely, lovely people watching the show and engaging with us on Twitter. So this is a shout out for Nathan Curtis, Danny, Adriana Sanchez, David Caulfield, Zacchaeus Little John, and Honor Mrs. Spenny. Indeed. I feel like these aren't people's real names. I feel like these are definitely... David Caulfield feels fairly legit. <laughs> and Adriana Sanchez, I can believe that. That's a cool pop star name. But Zacchaeus Little John, I'm not so sure. Mm, probably not. The Zacchaeus is a great name. Zacchaeus. Mm. That's a hot name. I've, I've always thought that, like, Zac is one of the sexiest names out there. Yeah, it was a Power Ranger. And pretty much all the Power Rangers have, like, a, I think a place in most young uh, men's Gay hearts. Boys hearts. Yeah. Which Power Ranger was he? Uh, he was the black one, I think. I always liked the White Ranger. And the red one. Jason. Yeah, the red one and the white one I always had yeah. a little thing for. Yeah. They was yeah, no one liked Billy the blue one. Bless him. Bless Billy. Didn't they make a film of that? They, they made a, a new a film of that film, recently. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but... I really want to see it, just to live out all those like, little childhood <laughs> I think, fantasies. I think I it is. They didn't try to, you know, dark knight it. They didn't try to make it cool. They just went straight down with, we know what this is. We know what we're this gonna is. We're going to deliver. We know that this is absolute trash, but we're going with it anyway. <laughs> all right. If you want to send in some sex confessions for Joe and I to react to live on air, you can do that by emailing us in at callum at foobarradio.com. You can also tweet us, but I don't know whether you want to be... Airing your dirty laundry on Twitter where everyone can Are your see. DMs open? My DMs are not open. Your DMs... My, I should, <laughs> I could, mine could be open. Do you want yours to be open, Joe? I could do it for the purpose of this. Sure, if you want to DM Joe... I'll do it now. 
He is. What is your Twitter handle? At jcubed and then an underscore. Yeah. That's really difficult. Just the letter J and then cubed, C-U-B-E-D. I I feel like you're overcomplicating. He just wants people to follow him on Twitter. (laughs) Don't ignore him. Don't don't follow Joe on Twitter. Um, Yeah, email us in instead because that's easier. Stop overcomplicating things, Joe. All right, let's have another song. When I said you could pick some songs, Joe. What a song. I mean, it's a good song, oh, but that went on for about 45 minutes. Yeah, well, you, but you enjoyed <laughs> my performance of it in the in the room, right? I did. It was a beautiful, beautiful thing. It was really, really special. Uh, so we're going to be playing Mixed Pleasures now, mm-hmm. which is another game you may recognise, Joe. Okay. This is another one I've actually stolen from... When, <laughs> our time. When, yeah, from our time. <laughs> so in this game, you are going to spin our fantastic wheel here with us in the studio. Yeah. Yay. I will. Gasp and look how beautiful it is. Exactly. Okay. Uh, you're going to spin the wheel and it is going to land on a fetish. Okay, Wheel of Misfortune. I like it. Wheel of Misfortune is what this game is called. <laughs> Not Mixed Pleasures. <laughs> going forward, this is Wheel of Misfortune. Great. Um, and you are going to have to try and figure out what the fetishes are by the name alone. Okay. And then we're going to whack them out. No, we're not. We're oh, wow. Not. <laughs> we're not. We're not. Don't worry That's about it. That's what these th- under the desk is for. So as a way to kind of initiate my guests onto the show, you have to make the wheel noise. Okay. Are you Wait, ready? but the wheel's here, though. I, oh, yeah. The wheel is here. It's, uh, a, it's a real wheel. So you're going to spin the wheel now, Joe. Okay. Now? Okay. Go. <laughs> It's a really impressive wheel. It's a really a realistic sound as well. Okay, it has landed on Melissa Philia. Um, fetish for Melissa. Uh, <laughs> fetish for Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, because her name is Melissa, Melissa Joan Hart. Thank you kindly. Bit of bit of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Uh, a bit of reference work there. there for you. I like it. No, that is not the answer. Okay, wait. Say it to me one more time. Melissa Philia. Why do you sound Italian when you say that? Well, because it's Latin, isn't it? They're, these are all Latin words. Wow, this really is an education today, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like all, like, because philia means, like, I don't know, the fetish for in Latin, right? Um, y- yes, <laughs> it, it clearly does. <laughs> yeah. That so, makes sense. So the first bit is Melissa. Melissa is the clue, but it's not really a clue. Would you want to give me an actual clue? Uh, okay, your clue is the colour yellow. Ooh. ooh. And also the colour black. Ooh, Okay. The fetish for having sex near bumblebees. That is no way. the correct answer. Yes. Well, close enough. It is the arousal to bees and wasps. Wow. Yeah. I have I, I work with a girl who is obsessed with her name is Abby and she A B and she works <laughs> with she just honestly loves bees. <laughs> and, and and I think she might be into that. In a sexual way. I don't know. I don't know. She but I'm gonna ask her. Okay. I, I would love to know she, about that. We did we did like a work day where we were told to like bring presentations to, to help everyone else out. Yeah. So we did like here's how to, you know, manage your time better here's how to um, leave work or whatever here's how to talk to journalists properly and she came with 
here's a presentation about bees. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, you didn't, you didn't get the brief, did you? <laughs> so we, but we learned a lot about bees. Tell but, me a bee fact. Um, a bee fact. Um, so the queen bee mm. does nothing but like lay eggs and eat food. Yeah, sounds like a great. Uh, job. I know, right? I'd love to be the queen. That's it. And um, other, they do like a they do like a bumblebee dance that they do when they want to attract <laughs> each other. Okay, so like, is is the queen bee just the only female bee, and then all the other male bees like take it in turns to have a go? I don't I don't think so. But I do know that if the queen bee decides to fuck off and leave, yeah. the rest of them like follow her, and then there's like a new queen. Ooh. And the way they elect the new queen is all the babies, all the like other daughters from the queen get fed this royal jelly, like the royal. Okay, stuff. Yeah, yeah. The one that takes to it the most is the one that gets elected. How? bonkers is that what so there is loads of female bees it's not just the one female there's, no there's other female bees yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But it's just one queen and there's they just, all love her they all they all love her they just feed, they even like um digest her food for her yeah. and then just plow it back into her and then she lays eggs and then they feed them with this royal honey or bee or je- bee jelly or something <laughs> bee juice honestly I, we were laughing so much I barely paid any attention and was she like 100% like serious so serious <laughs> she, well, she did the bumblebee dance but otherwise <laughs> amazing so this is this is the Callum McSwiggan LGBT and B <laughs> education show LGBB oh, yeah there's already been there sorry yeah. okay spin the wheel again Joe <laughs> I was actually going to do the sound for you, but you're just really oh, committed down. to this, aren't oh, you? Yeah, your fingers over that button. All right, it has landed on pigophilia. Oh, come on. Oh, is, is this... Yeah, go is ahead. Is this as obvious as it seems? Uh, perhaps. The fetish for having sex with bacon on top of you. <laughs> <laughs> is that your final answer, Joe? I mean, I, I'm talking from knowledge here, Callum. I'm, I'm, <laughs> well, don't I'm, think I'm... <laughs> I'm afraid you're wrong. What? No, try again. Come on, pigophilia. I'm a Could de- you I'm use a it in a sentence, again. please? Um, I met this guy last night, and he was really into pigophilia. <laughs> <laughs> Helpful as ever. It's pig, P-I-G. No, it's oh. P-Y-G. So I suppose it could be pigophilia. Oh, no. Okay. So I'm going to use some... Logic. ...educated thinking here. Okay, go ahead. So a pygmy is a short person Sh- sure okay am i on the right lines uh no <laughs> not okay. at all not so, even so a like bit. i said educated thinking i'm gonna i'm gonna divert away from the small the, person yeah thing. sure um p-y-g p-y-g-o philia p-y-g-o p-y-g-o pygo pygo philia is it fireworks i can like pyrotechnics mm. see what you see what you did there but no okay just tell me uh uh, again, it was really difficult, and I don't think you were ever going to get this. It is arousal to buttocks. Mm. Oh, yeah, which you know, I think that's a feels p- relatable. It, yeah, it's a pretty common fetish. I would yeah, imagine. you know, I'm actually not turned on by buttocks though at all. No, I'm not. No, like there's some like I know a lot of gay guys. There's who a are few like, Instagram channels I could introduce you to that, <laughs> that might may change, change your mind. mind. No, but I, like I talk to a lot of my gay friends, and they're like, "Oh my god, like this guy had the most amazing ass," yeah. or like, "Did you see that that film where this celebrity had his ass out?" And I'm yeah. like, to me, a guy's ass is about as attractive as their like abs or their chest. Like I want to look at it, mm-hmm. but I'm not like super excited by it it's, and the, I, it's the number one for me is it yeah it's a nice mallet. buttock so yeah. w- you, would you call yourself a pigophiliac I'm, I'm changing my twitter handle to at pigophiliac <laughs> right now <laughs> I love it alright let's spin the wheel one more time do you want to do the noise yeah you ready? do don't you go no you're pressing the button uh, this no time. I thought you were doing <laughs> the noise <laughs> I'm doing okay. the motion but you're pressing it go it sounds oh, it's like a, a slot, slot machine. machine right it does 
It does sound like a slot machine. Okay, our fabulous wheel has landed on nebulophilia. Nebulophilia. Okay. And, Joe, I'm going to give you a big clue. Okay. Okay. Um, we've actually done this in one of our videos before. So we have actually talked about this before. Oh, I thought you said we've done this. I was like, no, wow, that doesn't narrow it down here. <laughs> um, neb- nebulophilia. Yes. Oh, I should know this because I, I, I mean, obviously got it wrong last time as well, right? I d- I, yeah, I think you did get it wrong last okay. time. Okay, I'm, uh, again, I'm going to go for, I'm going to show you my, my working out here. Sure. Um, nebulophilia. So like n- nebulous, it's either going to be something really big or something really small. Uh, no. <laughs> so, it's in the middle <laughs> Just somewhere, Just straight perhaps. to the point. I don't really... It's not something that's really measurable by size. Okay. Um, may you give me another clue? Um, think more about the name, because there is a clue in the name in this one. Nebulophilia. Neb. Okay, so neb, I'm guessing, is the, the giveaway Think here. more nebula. Nebula. Neb- nebula. Nebula. <laughs> something to do with like space or the weather that's what it? I was thinking like is it like fetish for having sex under the stars or something okay you're getting closer well, that's it's, what I meant big as in like universe big it's as in, like, something to do with like space or weather okay so it's sometimes is it snow is it having sex in snow no it is not okay I, the next guess is going to be a final okay. guess okay, okay so, so it's, it's not it's not having sex under the stars is it having sex no no but that's so. quite beautiful and I wish it was well because because yeah. I'm deaf I would if that was the case I would be a nebula nebula yeah, I, I don't I mean find me someone who isn't a nebula but these I days. guess it's more like it, it would be a fetish like having sex under the stars is something that's quite romantic yeah but not sexual why is like, it not sexual? Well, I don't know the idea of having sex outside, but like what, like the stars. No, but are, under the stars specifically. Yeah, but I'm not going to get like, oh yeah, look at that. Like the stars don't give me a hard on. No, but it might, I mean, maybe one day it'll get to that. That's all that's left. It's just the whole universe is the only thing that arouses you. Sure, you've gone through everything else, and this is all this, that's I'm left. This is all I've got tip. left. Okay, so tell us what is it? No, I'm giving you one last clue, and okay. it's, it's weather. It's weather, Joe. I want you to get this. Okay. And with clouds. This nebula is a type of cloud. <laughs> it's not. No. no. Columbus, <laughs> no. Columbus Nimbus. <laughs> You're just saying words now. Stratus. Nebulophilia is the arousal to fog. Fog? Fog. Do you remember now? No. <laughs> <laughs> this was years ago, to be fair. It we was last, years ago. We haven't spoke about arousal to fog for, for quite so, some years. That was your reaction last time as well. Got the girls stick in my mind. <laughs> fog. Fog. Foggy London town. Foggy London town. And, like, I can... I wouldn't be aroused by the fog itself, but the idea of, like, going out in the mystery of the fog and maybe, right. like, having sex yes. out in the fog and okay. the fog could clear at any moment and you'd get caught. Oh, the danger. The danger of it. The like, danger, that's the hot. unpredictability. Though. That's really hot. Yeah, but the fog... The fog. The fog itself. Fog specifically. I wow. love that there are words for these things. Like, this it's means great. that they're, they're real and there's many, many people out there who are into these things. Someone has, a, like, a nebophiliac dungeon where they just, like, have a smoke Fil- machine. Oh, my God. And, that, and it's just... That sounds hot. Yeah, well... Maybe I'm a nebophiliac. Let's start the business right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do another spin. This is okay. your last spin. Go. This is the really, really long one. Takes a while. Are you ready? Let's go a few more seconds. This this is award-winning stuff, right? I here. know it makes great that's radio, just, doesn't it? Great. All right, it has landed on frotcherism. Frotcherism. Wait, but frotching is a 
frottage is um, masturbating with two penises, placing two penises together and wanking them mm-hmm. off at the same time. That is frottage or mm-hmm. frotting, mm-hmm. if you don't want to use the French. Mm-hmm. This is not this, but there okay. is a clue in that. And I think it's it, frot, it the clue is in the word frot, and of it, that means something in, in French, I believe. Right, okay. Or Latin or, you know. And that relates to, the, to what frottaging is. Yes, yes, exactly. Mm. This is the hardest test I've done since school. Yeah. And well, you got one, right? Well, I know, that's about, that's about representative <laughs> of my school career right there. Um, okay, frottaging is... No, fr- we know what frotturism. Frotturism is the uh, sexual attraction to... Um, uh, isn't Frot a character in Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, you, you're not close, Joe. Okay. <laughs> Just <laughs> you, put me out of my misery. You are absolutely put not close. Put me out of my wheel of misfortune. Frotterism is the arousal to touching a stranger surreptitiously in a crowded place. Like, like a tube. I've, I've like met, a tube. met a few of them. But I would... I, I, I feel like that's probably not allowed. That's that. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely, we are definitely nowhere near endorsing this. Yeah, you as can't a, like, credible just go thing. and touch strangers. Just shrug and say frotitism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a naughty thing. Like I can understand why people would would be attracted the to the concept that, but... of it. The concept, yeah. if, if you know, if you want to create that environment where it feels like that, yeah, then sure. But still, get someone's permission get before you start consent. kissing strangers. Yeah, I've I, I, I the amount of times I've been in a gay club and i've and someone has just grabbed my ass Frotter. or like yeah frotterism to me it, yeah too many too many times so next time someone does it just go, hey frotterism no <laughs> frotterism Frotter- sit they, yourself down they, they will be so Not confused allowed. they'll walk away and it will legitimately <laughs> stop all right let's have a little bit more music Oh, we are back. Hi. Joe was not prepared. Threw him off guard there. Okay, we are going to do the next section, which is Queers Throughout the Years. Uh-huh. In this segment, I am going to read Joe some facts from LGBT plus history. Okay. And some of them are going to be true, and some of them are going to be completely fabricated and made up. And you're going to have to try and figure out which ones are true and which ones are false. Okay. Do you understand the rules, Joe? I've got this one. I'm ready. You've got this one. So there are five here, and I want you to get five out of five. I will. Or that is going to be the termination of our friendship. It should be like strip. Strip. Strip Okay, yeah. Joe is going to take his clothes off for everyone (laughs) he gets The webcam gets adjusted. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to capture this all for the Twitter later. Right. Okay. So the first one is Mm -hmm. a drag ball that took place in the 1880s went to such lengths to protect the identities of the party guests that they even hired blind musicians. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? I I believe this is true. You do? I do. And um, I've I've just been getting a bit further into the sort of history of LGBT um, people and, yeah. and learning so much about how they um, used to get away with things. Because okay. I've always had a question, like, we're not... We're not new, so no. what did we do before it was more socially acceptable as it is today? And I can firmly... I reckon that's true. Yeah? Yeah. I am going to... Yeah! You are correct! Yes. Yeah, it absolutely is true. Keep my clothes on, folks. In specific, they hired a blind accordion player. Amazing. Yeah, and 
everyone dressed up. They had the bouncer was dressed as a nun, mm-hmm. and they had you know the the blind accordion player, and they really went to extreme lengths. Has anyone people. done a blind orchestra since then? Uh, I do not know. Oh my god, I'm so stealing that for work. Nobody, a blind nobody. This never happened. This conversation never happened. Everyone forget that idea. There is actually an amazing movie called Mr. Holland's Opus. I uh-huh. don't know if you've ever seen that, and Tell it's about, about it. a man and his passion is for music, and his life's work is into making these amazing songs for orchestra. Mm-hmm. And he is also a music teacher, and he ends up having a son who's deaf, mm-hmm. and he wants to try and share his his passion and his love with his son so he, he but he deaf. can't because his son's deaf so mm-hmm. he goes out of his way to find a way to recreate music in a way that his deaf child can appreciate it by using lights and visuals and love that you actually took me to a I did. I was deaf gonna, nightclub you, once thank you for referencing that oh and, my god do you remember yeah of course and that I was remember. a similar thing that had lights there's music there was vibrations there was even food and yeah. smells and stuff can I tell the story about that yeah yeah absolutely tell so, the story <laughs> So we go to this uh, this this club night, which was done for a company called Sensity, which is S C E N I T Y, um, and it was a, a, a club night for deaf kids. And so the idea was they get so few opportunities to go out and party. So yeah. we did this for them. And um, as we said, it had like an aroma jockey, which meant there was a there was a lady at the front of the room with these like with a massive fan and creating these concoctions that came out. Um, and there was lights, there was music, there was vibrations outside of the um, the main sort of dance floor. We had set up this uh, sort of. Uh, demonstration of smells and different ways to arouse your taste and things. Oh my god, yeah, I forgot and about this. Bit. Here we go. And so, <laughs> and, and the, the concept was that it went through a night out. So that it started with like you know you sort of you lean in, you'd smell, and it would be like um, aftershave or something, and hairspray, and hairspray. And the next one would be mouthwash. It's the last thing to do before you go out. And then the next one would be a sort of bit of sambuca, tequila and then shot. tequila shots, and then maybe like a kebab. And the last one we all got to, and we were like. What is? And there was about like seven of us on this night out, and I was at the very front, and Callum was at the very back of this of this lineup, <laughs> and so he was still on like like mouthwash. Maybe he was just about to come out, and we were all like the first three of us got a smell of whatever this last one was, and they're hidden in the box. They don't know what they are, and and we're smelling it, and we're like, what is that? And then literally for the back of the room, you hear Callum go, "Someone's come. I can smell." <laughs> I can smell semen. And we're like, oh my God, it's semen. And the lady's like, yep, yes it is. You can smell it from a he, mile Honestly, away. like a bloodhound. <laughs> and, and it had a name, this this specific chemical. It did, it had did. had a name. It was um, sper- spermidine? I think I mean, it was spermidine. It, you think it was, let's check your eBay history. What have you been buying? <laughs> I've got spermidine oh, yeah. candles oh, in no, my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Right, okay. Your next fact or not fact yep. is... Dracula was originally written to be a gay man. Uh-huh. Ooh. Ooh. No, now. 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 There's a lot of... Yeah, I'm going to say false on this one, but I okay. think there's a connection somewhere between Dracula and, and gay men and, and, and something. Okay. Something shrouded in, in maybe secrecy. I don't know. I'm going to say false. Oh, yes, great. You are absolutely right. It is false, and there is a connection. So it's not actually to gay men. Uh-huh. It's actually to lesbians. So... Carmilla, a story of a, a young lesbian vampire that preyed on women, was written 25 years before Dracula. So you could actually argue that your original big vampire story wasn't Dracula. It was Carmilla. Oh, my God. Make that film. Make that film right Maybe now. Maybe they have. I wonder if they have made it into a film. I feel they like I've heard of made it. that make that into a film. I would be so into a lesbian vamp- vampire. <laughs> What was the business we had earlier? After we finished that, we're doing this. We're making this movie. Oh, I forgot what the other business was. It was uh, something to do with sex. Fog. Fog machines. Fog, fog machine, machine dungeons. Fog machine and dungeons. 
<laughs> Great business ideas. And we could use the fog machine for the film as well. We are, you know, economies of we're scale here. This, uh, yeah, we're doing really well here. All right, you're two for two, Joe. Yes. I think you can get five out of five. Come on. All your clothes are still on. I oh, really want to get you naked, I reckon. Because if you get three wrong, that's shirt that's off, it. jeans off, pants it's off. Any man's game right now. Right, okay. Number three. A famous serial killer was nicknamed the Doodler because he would target gay men and draw them nude before he killed them. Mm. And presumably this dates back quite far. Okay. If it is true. Okay. Um, it feels like it could be true. Yeah. Um, and the Doodler. The Doodler. I'm go- okay, I'm going to go the opposite and say false. Definitely going to say false. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm is gonna say that what false. you're going to say? Yeah, false. Are you sure about that? Yeah, yeah. <coughs> oh no! <laughs> Clothes off. There's a there's a doodler. There there was a doodler, and I think the thing about the, the interesting thing about this one is that it sounds so cutesy and funny, like oh the doodler. He but like he was actually murdering people. He was actually a ser- serial killer. <laughs> And there's actually it's easy to forget that when yeah, someone's when someone's such called a cool the doodler, yeah, I know. it's hard to take it seriously. But actually, there's actually quite a sad story behind this, oh. and that is actually that some of his victims escaped. At least three of his victims were known to escape. And then there was like a picture of them looking ugly naked. Well, <laughs> is that the sad story? No, the sad story is that they they survived, but they were afraid to go ahead to the police. Joe's giggling away. I'm not. <laughs> this is serious. Stop um, they they survived, but they. <laughs> Have you quite finished over there? So they survived, but they were. <laughs> Stop! This is this is about death. And it life. is about death. So yeah, they survived, but they were afraid to come forwards because they would be outing themselves in the process. Oh, so the course. doodler was actually never caught. He got away with it. What year was this? Do we know? A long time ago. Oh, I can't. We're find talking him. hundreds of years. I ago. was ready to go out and find him. No, he's not like around now. I mean. <laughs> All right, I was ready at least. So you've you've got your top off. Oh uh, well, no. I'll... Do it's shoes a... count? No, shoes don't count. Socks? Socks don't count. Something has to count here. <laughs> All right, your fourth one is: okay. experiments on hippos have shown that gay hippos are up to ten times as aggressive as their heterosexual <laughs> right. counterparts. I mean, so true. You think? Without a doubt. Uh, you, you think that's true? Yes. Yeah. You are oh, wrong. Come on. Gay hippos are not any more aggressive than their heterosexual counterparts. So me and my partner have a massive disagreement about whether hippos are cute, cuddly, which I'm like so in favour of. Sure. Whenever I go to the zoo, I'm like, look, it's the one from Madagascar. Let's hang out with her. Yeah. And he's like, it will literally rip your face off. Yeah. Hippos are violent. Oh, you're on his side. I'm on his oh. side. Well, I've got a little fact for you here as well, written down here in my notes, because mm-hmm. I thought this may come up. Hippos, mosquitoes aside... <laughs> hippos <laughs> Where is this going? Hippos kill more people than any other animal every single year. They kill two no. they kill on average two thousand nine hundred people a year. More than lions. More than lions. Lions kill like nobody. No, but cows kill people when they fall. Cows kill people. A cow's yeah. on the list. I think cows are actually third. Wow. But a lot of those is to do with like um, traffic injuries in, in particular places like India. Keep it light, Callum. Keep it light. Yeah, keep it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 2,900 people killed by hippos. It sounds scary, but then you think of them, they're second on a list of biggest killers to mosquitoes. And yeah, I'm but- like, just a bit of spray would help. <laughs> like, you know. 
You don't sure, sound that threatening sure. when you're second to mosquitoes. But people people often think like great white sharks, for instance. But they only kill like they are petrifying. They kill like two or three. You people have a, a year. fight with a great white shark, then? Well, no. But I I reckon <laughs> I'd rather have a fight with a shark than a hippo. Um, on land. <laughs> but again, because hippos are cuddly. They're Guys, like, honestly, go to the zoo, the find a hippo, and ones hug it. Exactly, hug a hippo, you'll be fine. But when they get big, they have big, massive teeth, and like they're big, heavy, muscly dudes. Yeah, but no, they're like sassy women, like you know, like they click and they they're, they're hippos. They're hippos. Yeah, they're fun. I think your idea of hippos is warped. It's it's. I mean, go to the zoo, hug a hippo. You tell me. <laughs> All right. So you've got two wrong. So that means you're down to your underwear now, Joe. Jeez. Um. So you this know, if you get this last one wrong, we're gonna see the goods. Wow. Okay. This is this is important. It is very important. Okay. Quiche was originally part of the secret gay language Polari and was used to describe things that were exceptionally delicious. When a gay chef invented the dish, he named it quiche in celebration. <gasps> really? Okay. Yeah. So the, the language I know exists. Yes. So Polari was a language that was used in the kind of the 1920s. And yep. it was a way that gay people could communicate with each other without letting straight people know because there was a lot of homophobes. Yep. Um, you know, it was illegal in a lot of places. So it was a way that they could communicate without exp- wasn't, outing themselves as gay. Am I right? Is this, is this the same thing as the other thing that wasn't always verbal? So it was often like having a, a, a handkerchief, handkerchief in a certain... Yeah. Is so it pe- the same thing or was it different? It's a bit different because um, Polari was used so that gay men could have conversations about anything under the sun. They could be chatting about fashion. Right. They could be chatting about the news, the weather. Yeah. And they had this secret language. Whereas the handkerchief code was more rooted in sex. So it was the idea if you wore a yellow handkerchief in your back left pocket, that meant you liked to get peed on. Right. Et cetera. Exactly. exactly. So, okay. yeah, we had a lot of hidden languages and the handkerchief code was one and Polari was one. So, so this, again, is what we are talking about just a, just a few moments ago about how... Gay people would would adapt their lives to be able to kind of live similar similar ways to what we do now, but having to do it kind of under some shrouded like secret language or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, exactly. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna say that this is probably true, and yeah. I want you to tell me that Keith Lorraine was invented by someone watching Lorraine at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> you oh. are wrong here we I go just completely made that up i'm that totally is, naked <laughs> take them off joe no. take off the underwear oh, okay. it's, oh it's really disappointing it's really I've, I've waited for years for this i'm really really let down right put your clothes back on okay, let's thanks. have a have a little song Sheila goes out with her mate Stella It gets poured all over her fella FUBAR Radio presents Newsish with Sean Walsh and Mark Simmons That's local <laughs> gossip We're going to be talking to my mum There's this family living along here The Dingles And they have this obsession of Collecting rusty cars You know, and they look like The family look like um, You know those hillbillies from Deliverance well, They look like that you know, they're just a bloody nightmare. And we all just get sick of them, you know. We yeah. all just wish they'd die, but, you know. <laughs> Every Tuesday. Newsish with Sean Walsh and Mark Simmons. From 12pm on FUBAR Radio. All right, so... Um, we're going to be doing sex confessions in a little bit. Yes! So, our original creation. Yeah, and... In light of that, I wanted to be a little bit early and give one of my sex confessions now. One of yours? One of mine. 
Gosh. Um, basically, we just had some music by Jamie T yep. there, Sheila. We were sharing our love of Jamie T. We were talking about Jamie T and how much we love him. But what I didn't tell you about Jamie T was that when I was a teenager, when I was like 17, 18 years old, I had an enormous crush on him. Understandable. We're talking an immense crush on him. And I actually um, used to play his music and because his voice there's something so sexy about mm-hmm. his voice because it's a little bit dirty it's like it's cockney right his accent is it yeah it's, it's kind of like london the realm, somewhere yeah, london yeah, yeah. and it's dirty so i actually maybe used to spend some private masturbation time wow thinking about him and his voice it's amazing that a song can do that yeah and i feel like he's probably him and Sean Mendes, just their voices. <laughs> really? Their voices. They are poles apart, though. I know, they're completely different, but there's something, I don't know, there's something about their voices that gets me. I, I mean, Music, I could never just get off to that. That's... But his, his, his songs are so, like, visual. Like, when he's singing, you can really see it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does it for me. Okay, fair enough. It works you for should me. you should never go see him live though, because there is <laughs> a restraining be order just waiting to happen. <laughs> All right, we're gonna be playing porn or not porn. Yes, I've been yeah. so looking forward to this. So in this game, I am gonna play Joe five audio clips and he's gonna have to figure out if they are porn or not porn. And this week is National So some of them are completely innocent. Some are completely innocent and some are from adult films. Some are, some are okay. And because it's National Cupcake Week this week, <laughs> right. these are all going to be either from cookery shows or porn films. Wow. Yeah. Bring on the bake-off. Bring on the bake-off. Okay, so your first porn or not porn okay. is... Ah, that's it. That's it? That's it. Okay. That's your clip. Okay, I am, I'm envisaging some sort of... No, yeah, yeah. I am, I am almost fairly certain yeah. that this is MasterChef Series 4. <laughs> and, sure. And it's um, Celebrity MasterChef season, yeah. season, season 4. Anita Rani is uh, bashing out um, a piece of dough. That is very specific. It's correct, though, isn't it? Uh, Joe, I would be so happy with you if this were correct. It's right, gone. But- <laughs> No. What? You That's porn. Be more wrong. That is porn. That is someone that hard. Is porn. Oh wow! And, wow. Yeah. I would love to know what this is from. If our lovely producer <laughs> could tell us what this was from, that would be great. Oh my god! I cannot wait. And we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna share this. All right. It's some too something dirty too to dirty for my little eyes. Says our lovely love lovely lovely Abby. Says this. <laughs> um, so sorry for exposing you to that, Abby. Um, but that is porn. That is porn. Can we hear it one more time? Yes, we absolutely can. It's like a like something. No, being, I'm getting it's a it. bed against the wall or something like that. Oh, isn't it? I see. So it's not necessarily. <laughs> it's not like I mean. Wait this way. Yeah, fat, 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 fat. fat. That's fat, a good yeah, fat noise, hands. Joe. I'm not very good at it. <laughs> All right, are you ready for your next one? <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Was that not the Wheel of Misfortune again? <laughs> no, that wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've seen some porn where there's, like, machinery involved. Okay, yeah. And I, I feel like this, this. this could be that. So are we thinking, like, um, Benny Benassi satisfaction music video? Um, oh, what where a shout. The, where all the women yeah. are on the, the power tools. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't hear no, like, chat to bait tokens going in the background. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say... No, I'm still going to say porn on this one. You think this one's porn? It's porn again. 
Oh, two for two. Are wrong. It is Nigella Lawson using a food Nige? processor. That, uh, is, that is, I mean, let's be honest, that is porn. That, well, yeah, it is food for porn. For any man, any man, woman, regardless of sexuality, <laughs> Nige making like a creme brulee. Oh. And she's very vocal about her food, isn't she? She Nige. is. She knows what she's doing. Of course she does. Do not, do not for a second think that she is not looking down that camera lens, <laughs> like squeezing her, <laughs> squeezing her cleavage together, dropping in some baking powder yeah. and being like, oh, I'm just going to give this a stir. I think she's the sexiest woman alive. I, I, like, if I was a straight man... Do you remember when we put her forward for the Eurovision? She gave our results, and I was like, that, oh, nice. is, that is it. We have peaked <laughs> as a country. That's it, we're done now. I, yeah, everyone was like, oh my God, Brexit. I was like, yeah, but remember that time we put Nigella forward for Eurovision? They were yeah. like, okay, oh, yeah, okay, all is right with the world, it's fine. <laughs> all right, your next one is... Okay. So this... Either way this goes, this is either in the realm of somebody washing up something. Yeah, sure. Or someone in the realm of water sports. Yeah, it does. I I, I can hear water sports. And there's a little bit of rustling going on, which could... It is. Could be be many things. Could be many things. But there is quite the stream. Mm. Baking. You think this is definitely baking? It's baking porn. See, now you've got two. <laughs> you've got two wrong, Joe. Yeah, you wouldn't want to get a third wrong, would you? I, if I if I get this wrong, I am devastated. <coughs> Sorry oh. about it. Zero out of three. That is. That's porn. That is porn. That is absolutely porn. I think you're right. I think it's water sports. Someone getting peed on, isn't it? That's that's a lot. Yeah, I think that's it sounds a lot. Good. Whatever it is, I think it sounds like a good. Time. I think it could be sizzling butter in a porn film. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, th- there's nothing against you know. Is that what it is? Oh my god! Is that actually true? So this is actually. I might have read that. Or not. Sizzling butter <laughs> cheated. in a porn film. Well, that's cheating. Come on. So I was right. Technically, it's a baking. It's a baking porn. It's a baking. Baking porn. within porn. That was a red herring. I was right. Yeah, well. Hit the ting. Hit the ting. Fine. There, there we, we go. go. Thank you. All right. Okay. Your next one is. Oh. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Are you in this porno? <laughs> there's a, there's some music going on, which doesn't necessarily divide it either way because a lot of time could be either or. Why is porn music so shit though? Mm. Because it's like stock music, is music, isn't it? They buy it really cheap and then yeah, just no whack it over the No one's ever having sex to that music. And if you, you're not covering up what you're doing. No one outside is going, oh, that's okay. He's listening to smooth jazz from the 80s. <laughs> There's nothing going, nothing untoward going on in that room. <laughs> I think maybe it comes from like when, I don't know, when, when the beginning of the adult industry began. I don't know when that was. Maybe like, like it was all low budget, so all the films were kind of terrible. And then that kind of became part of the porn genre. Like if I clicked on a on a porn video now yeah. and it was like super high produced and the acting was really good I'd be like nah 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 would you? yeah I would be like I want, I am, I want that no, tacky I am all about the story I want that bad acting I want like good seven minutes of storyline yeah. I want like an episode of Hollyoaks and then it gets into it <laughs> well I must say like when you're watching like a proper movie yeah. and then like half an hour in you're really invested in the character and next minute he gets his dick out it's like whoa yeah. like, oh my god oh my god I'm so turned on can I yeah so so this uh, this I find really really strange as a, as a uh, beyond my 20s LGBT man that um, when I've watched a film and there's been like a gay love scene in that, I have been like, "Whoa, this is this is hot." It's really like, hot, almost yeah. regardless of like who they are, right? 
And then it occurred to me that I was like, straight people see this every single day. Like, every film ever. Like, whenever there's a straight sex scene, I'm like, oh, okay, well, it's just, this is the bit we have to... It's like clicking the five-second skip ad on, like, YouTube. Sure. Um, which, which, obviously, I don't do on your videos, but... Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's like, I'm like, straight people get that messaging all the time. Yeah. All the, I'm like, that would be a lot. But I, I would feel... be a bit of a maniac if that was... Or maybe that's why... I don't know. I, don't know. I, I think you're more excited and turned on and by it because you are a gay man and because we don't get that kind of exposure for us to see a gay kiss even today in 2017 for us to see even a gay kiss in television in a movie wherever it is it's actually still a big deal every time i see that i still get excited because Mm -hmm. it's we don't get that kind of representation it's the holding hands in the street again we're like oh my god there it is exactly and and yet straight people potentially are desensitized to it yeah i think they definitely are and still but it's you you still would get there'd be an emotive response to it right I don't... Yeah, maybe. Because you know. still have a response to porn, and yet yeah, you true. watch that four times a day. Uh, five, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we've, got, we've gone way off the game. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. It, it, but it's good. It's, t- it's, it's starting. Okay, uh, porn. Porn? You think this is porn? No, I think it's baking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is baking. It's Jamie Oliver whipping some eggs. Thank yeah. you, Jamie. Thank you, Jamie. All right, I was then. so disappointed the first time. Sorry, I'm just going to keep talking. You can talk as <laughs> much as you time. want, Jamie. I remember That's being why you're here. here. I remember putting on uh, Naked Chef. I remember staying up to like 11 o'clock once and seeing it on Channel 4, yeah. putting it on and then being disappointed. So disappointed. I was like, what is this? Like, the first time I heard Naked Chef, I yeah. also thought I was going to get a Naked Chef. That's why he's such a big deal now. You realise that? Yeah, because everyone watched his television program exactly. wanting to see his way. Exactly. <laughs> he, he was kind of a hottie when he was he a bit owes younger us. as well. Like, he owes us some free facility or something. Nobody owes you anything, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> it's not how it works. All right, your last one is... We haven't had any moan sounds this week. We usually have a lot of moaning. <laughs> Lots of whisks, I think. A lot of whisks this week. Okay. What do you think? I, so currently, I'm, we're, well, we're kind of two for two, right? So this is the, this is the breaker. This is the breaking, yeah. Okay. Um, You're going to have to get naked if you get this one wrong. Again. Porn. I think it says porn? Yeah. Oh, come Pants on. Off, Pants off, Joe. Can't, again? <laughs> Get them off. And just right. put them back on. <laughs> it's Gordon Ramsay peeling some ginger. Let's hear it again. Do you think if we put them all together, it'll sound like a porno? Do it. So I just like mash them all? Does yeah. that work? Will I break the system? That. Oh. <laughs> We've got the slot machine going as well. <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful. That's how all my climaxes end. <laughs> all right, we are going to be doing a little bit more music, but we are gonna we're gonna do some sex confessions. This after is that the as main well. event. I cannot wait. This is my favorite part of the show. So we have had some amazing sex confessions in so far. So please, have do, we really? We've got some really, really oh, good ones. Oh yes, I'm so excited. But if you do want to get any last minute sex confessions in, do send them in to Callum at foobarradio.com, and we will be reacting to those straight after this little song from Galantis. Bit of peanut butter jelly there from Galantis. One of my favourite songs. Great track. Well done. Uh, So, Joe, we are going to do sex confessions now. Yes. But before we start, I want Mm -hmm. you to confess something, and that is what what happened um, earlier before we began the show. Literally, the the thing that with the guy... With the... What happened, Joe? Oh, my God. So, we were chatting, and there was... was, um, 
Uh, so Radio Studio has like a glass window between it and you can see the people next door in the room. Yes. And there was a model next door who's also a presenter <laughs> on the, on he, the, FIBA, the pre- previous show, right? His name's Reese and he's on the show before yeah. us. And I was just casually chatting to Callum and was like, oh, who's the, who's the handsome fellow? Uh, who's the tall <laughs> handsome dude outside? And he and he was told me. And then I went, oh, yeah. And I was like, isn't it funny? You always never really know with radio studios, like whether they've got monitors on next door and they can hear you. And then you sort of nodded and smiled. <laughs> and then I looked to my right and all of them were looking at me going, we can hear you. <laughs> So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sensing maybe a future romance there. That he was like seven foot tall. He's he's a beautiful man. He's a beautiful man. Shout out to Reese. Big big shout out. Big shout out. Okay, let's jump straight into some sex confessions. So your first one is: I've been having sex with my best friend, and we are starting to have a relationship. But he's got a girlfriend. Everyone thinks he's straight, but he is gay. He does not want to come out because of his parents. They are homophobic. What should I do? Because I don't know. I don't want to out him, but I also can't keep it hidden anymore. It kills me to see him with his girlfriend. I think this is incredibly relatable. I think like most gay men, I think, have a story like this. I certainly, you know, I had a massive, massive crush on my best friend when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, even I kind of like fooled around with him and stuff at times. And, you know, he had a girlfriend as well. And it's it's a really, really tricky, difficult situation. That's just one layer of this as well. There is a lot going on in this message. Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, they've been having sex with their friend. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm going to presume that they're slightly younger, but that this is a scenario that could happen at any age. I, I know also, people that, yeah. are, that are 40 plus that are they're actually in similar situations and that that again it's a, it's a societal advances that, that are allowing them to come out and be a bit more of themselves yeah um, but also um uh, yeah but it's more common i would say amongst younger people with experimentation especially if they have a girlfriend and yeah. rather than like a long-term relationship suggests perhaps they're slightly younger um but there's also the thing about their parents that they he doesn't want to come out to his parents because they're homophobic so the the message suggests that the person is gay mm-hmm. but yeah. is is potentially covering that up with a girlfriend um, I mean, there's also the possibility. I know it says here that that, that the guy it, it, he is gay, but th- I guess there potentially is the possibility that he's bisexual or yeah. even straight and experimenting. Yeah, I, I wouldn't completely rule it out. So, gosh, so I guess to the, to the person who who sent this in, um, there's no name on it, so I can't I can't address them directly. But I, I guess I would say give it some time. Mm-hmm. First of all, because um, that will kind of sort everything out. And especially if you're young, if you're not young, then still give it some time. Because yeah. someone's probably going through that. Um, and try not to get too attached. Honestly, it sounds like it's not necessarily something that is is a, a it sounds like a bit of a difficult situation to be involved in. Um, like help that person if they need that yeah. help and don't make the situation any harder. But just be wary of, of what's going on and the different uh, pushes and pulls that's going on in that person's life at the moment and, and how not to get yourself too caught up in that. Yeah, I would I would completely agree with Joe. I think I think it's important to be there for your friend and not to abandon your friend and and uh, and be there for them what, with whatever they need. But also try and give yourself that a little bit of emotional distance just because you don't you don't know how this is going to pan out this could pan out in so many different ways that could be so hurtful to you and i and i would hate to see that happen so do protect yourself i would try and take a step back but yeah yeah well and and the one more thing to add to that i think if if the guy's parents are homophobic the best thing he needs um is some independence 
that was the biggest thing for me and for a lot of people is is dependence on your parents and their way of life and, and then literally feeding you and putting a roof over your head yeah. um, can cause you to not be yourself and that's the worst thing in the world um, so as soon as you as soon as they can as soon as you can encourage them to do different things whether it's moving whether it's getting a job whatever it is get that independence and that gives you then the power to be able to go back and go this is who I am if you mm-hmm. can't accept it then I'm really sorry it's it's my life and I want to live it um, and, and that's it really and then when they do that they'll have a much clearer vision of what they want in the future absolutely that's tremendous advice Joe thank you this is why we call you sex expert Joe thank you alright the next one when I was a young boy I had a great idea to wank <laughs> over a crush of mine in the toilet I decided to do it in the disabled one because it was bigger and nobody used it I was mid wank when my crush walked in to my surprise, he decided to help me. We were both 15 at the time, and we never spoke after that event. Oh. And it's from, it's been sent in by Horny Aardvark. So this is to, which to, I love. Give, to give some, if you're just joining us, that was a request of mine from a, a video that Callum and I had done where yeah. requests were sent in with an, ad, an, <laughs> an adjective and an, and animal. an animal. Horny so Aardvark is a good choice. It's fitting. It is fitting. Wow, so... Uh, t- I mean, good for you. Like, what are the chances of you going into the disabled bathroom, deciding to pop one out while thinking about this boy? boy? Oh, they yeah. knew. Yeah. They knew. And then suddenly the boy comes yeah. in and yeah, I remember, gives I you remember, a helping hand. I remember my school days. And did you do stuff at school? Uh, no. No, I did. No. Oh, did you now? Yeah. Well, sixth form. Does that count? Uh, yeah. I, my, yeah. My, well, my school was yeah. kind of conjoined. I yeah. didn't do anything until sixth form. Yeah, no, so I didn't do anything until sixth form. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, in, in school was was first experimental ground to do stuff. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, can relate. Um, congrats, I guess. <laughs> I think congratulations <laughs> like, are in order. Well done, Ronnie really, Aardvark. Yeah, really You've do. earned that name. Yeah. Well and truly. Um, this was when you were both 15. Um, so I'm, but I, I, I want to know where, where you're at now. What's happened since? Yeah, but also it says they never spoke again after that, which makes me oh, kind of sad. Sorry, wait, I didn't. Well, no, we're celebrating, and but I feel like it's. Uh, I feel like they're happy. I feel like they're sharing this story. Oh well, you, you know what? You need that moment way. sometimes. Yeah, I have. I have individual circumstance uh, uh, um, events similar to Horny Aardvark here that I um, treasure. But they were very much firmly in my youth, and I'm happy to con- sort of leave them there. Mm. But yeah, but maybe maybe to p- to person before this is the kind of thing you know. If it is just that, then it's just that sometimes. You know what I love about this is that the 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 guy walked in on him masturbating over him. So do you know you know like when you're you're talking about somebody behind their back and you yeah. say that their ears oh, are burning. Oh, they're right behind me, aren't they? So if mm. they're if you're masturbating. Do, does somebody's what their genitals burn do their genitals <laughs> somebody's burn. having a wank over you do you just feel like a, a little tingling downstairs I mean listen oh. you should 50, 60 go get yourself checked out if your genitals are burning <laughs> do not be like oh yeah oh yeah somebody's masturbating I'm over in somebody's me. mind right now yeah no please, please, please do pop yourself down to the clinic if your genitals are burning <laughs> it's not the best thing to happen alright this next one is nice and simple I once sucked off my <gasps> teacher it was good though presumably of age presumably like sixth form teacher university teacher let's just say it is no I know people at uni who've hooked up with their teachers I also do that's weird a very good friend of mine yeah well we'll not be saying their name on air no they absolutely did still works there (laughs) Uh, yeah like good for you like I used to have all kinds of fantasies about my teachers 
Yeah, a lot of people. I mean, it's an it's an obvious sort of route to go down. It's the power thing. There's lots of different. Um, we've talked about this before on a video. I know. Yes, and, and you kept different. you kept saying the teacher's name, and I had to bleep it like fifty <laughs> oh times. Oh my god, I did. <laughs> You're, but the teacher that you had a crush on, not me, that I had a crush on. Yeah. You know what's great? This is live. No, radio. you do not remember. You do not remember <laughs> his name. <laughs> do not do that, Mister. <laughs> Get away from my soundboard. <laughs> Get your fingers away from it. Um, um, I mean, yeah, if yeah, great. Well done. We all got um, grades somehow. Yeah, I hope you got all A's. What's the next one? When I was younger, I used to love girls' jewellery, but I never had the confidence to buy it myself, so I used to steal my sister's. One day, I was wearing one of her necklaces on a date, and we ended up doing things. Well, let's just say that stuff got all over the necklace. We cleaned it and put it back, but every time we see her wearing the necklace, we laugh and laugh and it winds her up so much and she doesn't know why. And that was sent in by Dirty Monkey. Another, thank, you for, uh, thank you for giving us some names. Um, Dirty Monkey, let's talk about this. So she said when she was younger that she loved girls' jewellery, um, but never the confidence to buy it. And then she was wearing her sister's. So it's a girl, right? Uh, no, no. Well, wait. I'm not sure it matters the gender of the no, person I guess not. involved. No, no, but no, no. Yeah, sorry, they... that's been presumptuous. <laughs> I, 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 th- I thought I'd read a, a female. Some um, kind of semen or vaginal juices, yep. or so, some kind of s- sexual stuff got all over the necklace. I mean, and yeah. I wouldn't like. I wouldn't be able to like let my sister wear that necklace. But do you have any outfits that you've? done stuff in that you're like that someone has maybe borrowed and you're like oh if only you knew every single outfit I <laughs> oh every Callum. single outfit well sometimes I've even... sat on your sofa uh, well, please don't tell me well I was ab- I was literally about to say like some of the blankets and things <laughs> in my house like when I've got guests over for a nice dinner party I know what I know what pillow you're thinking about and I've hugged that pillow <laughs> that damn emoji pillow has been near me <laughs> it's been thoroughly washed it ain't, it ain't winking anymore is it <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well well done, Dirty Monkey. You are a very dirty person indeed. Alright, how many have we got left? Is this just one more? Uh, Callum, would you like to give us a confession? I, I already gave you my confession. It was about Jamie T. Remember? Oh. It was like jerking off to Jamie T. I, I think that, okay, that's allowed. That's, that counts as I a confession. I just felt bad. I, I opened up and, and got nothing. I felt, but the Jamie T one's good. Yeah, okay. We have a couple more here. So, I once slept with my best friend's brother. She still doesn't know. We are still BFFs. And then they've said it feels good to say this here. I bet. So they're getting it off their chest. Because yeah, obviously they haven't it. opened like, up about this. This is an exclusive <laughs> right here. Oh, I don't know. Like, is it that bad to sleep with your best friend's brother? Um, like, I know I, I, I've had friends and things where they've ended up in relationships. Well, with exactly. Their, so there are, there, are, there are supposedly rules. Not, I mean, and they're, but they're, you know, you, it's, it's not necessarily rules. It's just kind of respectable boundaries. Sure. Um, but, I mean, it depends what your relationships are like. Uh, like, we both probably know people that, who have ended up with siblings, uh, friends, or, yeah. or whatnot that have, that have worked out and that have had happy, happy marriages and, and you know, full on families, which is fantastic. So I would say, yeah, that, absolutely. If you've slept with your best friend's brother and they, do they need to know? I guess that's one of the points they made, right? They don't, that their brother doesn't know. I, I feel like maybe that's why it feels wrong, naughty, because it, because it is a secret. I feel like if you were open about it, it, mm-hmm. it, it wouldn't necessarily be an issue. Unless, they, unless the friends have like expressed that before, like, oh God, like, please don't have sex with my brother or something. I think. <laughs> Not that that's something you say to your friends. <laughs> no. I don't know. If somebody, if, if one of my <laughs> friends had sex with my brother, I think I would high-five them. I'd be like, good job, well done. 
Yeah, okay. excellent work. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't want to discuss it, but I, you know, if they're if they're both happy and consenting, then all power to them. Like, go and you know, get your rocks off. Get yeah, absolutely, and yeah, I'm sure they'll have a good time. Uh, yeah, exactly. All right, this is our final final one, Joe. Is it good? Uh, yes, they are all good. Is it long or short? It's short. Okay, good. Let's go. I really love it when my boyfriend comes on my back mm-hmm. and takes snaps. I look at them when he works away. Snaps as in presumably Snapchats, right? Yeah. Or pictures. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they're really old and it's pictures because all people say snaps. <laughs> oh, oh, I, people say snaps. I took some snaps. <laughs> Yeah, let's presume this is this is this is an older person. But then well. Snapchats um, are ephemeral. Snapchats are ephemeral. Good choice. Good, <laughs> good word. Choice of, thank you. Good word there, Joe. Three desperados in. He's still using the word <laughs> ephemeral. <laughs> yeah, but you can save down a snap. You can take a screenshot of a snap. True. But I I, I think they must mean photographs, presumably. And like I I get that. Like that's like watching back a sexual encounter you've had. And yeah. Yeah, that's great. And I, I love the fact that their partner is away and they're still. Um, getting off to them that that shows a really healthy relationship uh, where they're totally into each other um, not that if you don't do that you're not but it's just it's just a great sexual energy between the two of them it's fantastic to see that well i kind of like somebody said to me recently um wouldn't it be amazing if you had the ability to kind of like black mirror style if you had the ability to watch back any sexual encounter you've ever had so black mirror the one with the eyes where it like like sky where plus you it can rewind and yourself rewind yeah, yeah, yeah. and see the memories and stuff and when they first said this to me i was like oh my god this is absolutely amazing i would love to be able to watch back all of my sexual encounters because <laughs> all of them well not all of them <laughs> but a lot of them because what about I- mister <laughs> <laughs> that was the wrong button. Um, but I, I think about them like I think about old sexual encounters, and it would be amazing to rewind them back. And then I thought, no, actually, because the emotional what, investment in some of those is going to be hard to escape, right? But I mean, more like your imagination of what went on and how hot <laughs> it was compared to the actual yes. reality of the situation. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, there's a lot of fun memories that we have that maybe aren't quite true to form. Yeah, I feel like none of mine are actually how I imagine <laughs> them because in my imagination, I'm like some amazing porn star and yeah. it's the hottest sex you've ever seen. But in reality, <laughs> probably not so much. Love that. <laughs> Love that. So if, would that be your first use of the, the pause record button? Uh, absolutely. Like, what else am I going to do with it? What, is that the first thing you go back to? Yeah, what would you go back to? What would you watch again if you <laughs> could rewind your life and watch it back? Is it really sad that I would go back to, like, like school and hanging out with my some oh, of my friends or, like, uni, so sweet. like, halls? Would you really? I think I would. I would be... Um, what is right? I'd be straight back to the sex. No, I see... Uh, no, I won't be cheesy. I was going to be cheesy, but I won't. Go on. No, that was, that was beautiful, Joe. Uh, fine, thank you. You've really, really touched me. For the, first, for the first time. <laughs> for the first time. Well, Joe, this pulls us on to the end of the no! show. I know, you're having so much fun We've as well. We've had so much fun. We will definitely have you back on the Please, show again in the future. Uh, we're going to have some amazing guests coming on the show in the next couple of weeks. We've got the amazing Jamie Lambert. We've got Doug Armstrong. We've got Riyad Khalaf. Dan and John. Riri. Riri. Little Riri. We've got loads and loads of amazing guests. So do tune in every Wednesday from 6pm. And if you do want to send us any cheeky sex confessions for next week, you can do that by emailing Callum at foobarradio.com. 
Com. And a big thank you to everyone who's liked any posts or any comments that we've done. So a big shout out to Danny King, um, to at Just Mary 919. Love um, Mary. Love and Mary. Jonas, Sydney, Renee, Mary, Nick, Annabelle Knight. Love you guys. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so good at this, Joe. Thanks. All right. Let's play them out with a little song. See you guys. See you later. Young Money. If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.